We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Electric acid. So many women, and it breaks my heart, come in and say, well, I'm so sick, and you can tell. Mm. They have a majority of the symptoms. But I'm not going to do this because I don't want to see any scars. And that just breaks mm. my heart because, trust me, when you get sick enough, y- you don't care what anything's going to look like. Welcome to Unapologetically Fab, where we take you on a journey of discovery as we collectively explore how to stay fab and live this life by our own design without apologies. I'm Stephanie Bucklon. And I'm Eden Alford. Hey. Hey. It's been a minute. What are you doing? It's been a minute, minute, minute. How are you doing? I'm good. Since we've done this, I had a birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us, tell me, tell it me, It was tell a me, week yeah. and a half long. Maybe should have been a month like yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. It took me a week to recover, but that's okay. We celebrated her birthday at Vibrato. And we did a 70s birthday. 70s birthday. And then Friday, I don't know what I did. That Saturday, I did Craig's. Then Sunday, Monday, I went to San Luis Obispo and did whiskey tasting with 10 people. And it was just on and on and on. And I feel so loved and blessed. And what else? How's, we could do that. How's everything in your life? How's your family? How's everything going? Everything's good. My daughter and her boyfriend are trekking along with this throat cancer lovely stuff, but he's going to make it through. And my daughter got let go since we last saw each other. Which is a good thing, because everything happens for a reason, right? And now she's moved in since we did this last. Oh, yeah, okay. She's moved in, and um, because she got let go, she's in Canada with her honey, helping him get through chemo and radiation. Oh, like got let go from her work? Yes. Oh, because she was really strapped at the work thing, too. she was strapped, but there's always a reason for something, right? Oh, so she gets to be with him. That's amazing. Okay, Brian's good. Everybody's good. Brian's good. good. Everyone's good. What about you? I know Nevin had a birthday. (laughs) <laughs> that night I got my phone stolen in Uber. I was taking Uber. I was sober. Got out of Uber. It was charging. We were listening to music. It was on the console. I jump out. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get out. Oh, wait, my phone. He drives off. I'm like, wait, wait, my phone. I grab somebody else's phone. I'm calling, 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 FaceTiming, and then my phone shuts off. And I can't reach him. And so I run in the house automatically like I'm calling everyone to find my location, try to come on the phone. It, no, my location doesn't exist anymore. I'm calling everybody, trying to shut down all my cards. Within that hour, he was trying to use all these cards at like smoke shops and stuff. He has my full driver's license. But I had to go to my son's birthday that night. And I'm like, okay, we're going. I don't give a fuck. We're just going to go. I'm not going to say anything. It's fine. I almost can't get into the bar. Because <laughs> you look like you. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 you have to let me in. It's my son's birthday. And they're like, mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, 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 he's 26. And they're like, you need ID. Anyways, we got there. We were having drinks and stuff. And there's an instance where Nevin was like, 
All right, we're gonna go. We're everybody. We're gonna go to this club. Da, 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 right? He's all hyped up, right? And the, his friend and I'm like, we just got drinks. Oh no, should we chug him? What do we do? And his friend comes up to me and was like, it's okay. He always gets really hyped up and is like, just, Ur. and Tamla starts laughing. And Tamla's like, dude, he's so his mom. Like, let's go, everybody, all f- hyped up and everything. And like, it was just super, super funny with that. Um, so we end up going to this club, and I can't get in again. So he has to get okay. his friend, who's the DJ, to get me in the club. That's so funny. <laughs> I get in the club. I'm on the stage dancing. Like, he brings me up, and we're all dancing on the DJ and everything. And my friend, this guy, shows up to... He always, like, picks me up when we go out. Um, he shows up, and he's watching us on stage. And Nevin's like, this is my mom! Oh, my this God, my I love mom! <laughs> <laughs> So... Anyway, that was so amazing to me just to like party in a club with my son and he has to get me in the club. So (laughs) I'm super unapologetic for looking like your friends. (laughs) (laughs) And you let my little half shirt on and shit. I, I totally let it go. The next day was Mother's Day and I I was not stressed. I spent 12 hours on the phone making phone calls trying to find all my passwords because every time I was getting into my passwords it was sending it to my phone don't you love that I just want to know what Uber's doing about this because the guy claimed that Uber was like well I filed two police reports and I went to the police station I sent them all this stuff so they can do all their thing but they were like he said he looked all over for your phone which is like he didn't say someone else took your phone he just said he was searching all over his car for it all you need to know is did someone else get in right away? Because obviously, if you picked up a ride away, right away, I mean, away, that he literally happened. shut off my phone within yeah, it was seven, five, seven minutes. Less, yeah, bizarre. less. That's just, and I don't know the random thing. Random things happen to you, anyways. But you have that personality that bounces <laughs> right back. I, you know what? That's I, what I love about you. There was a silver lining. I guess I got a new phone. Uh, I don't know. Today we're going to talk about the discovery of imperfections, embracing your flaws and accepting yourself for who you are and how we navigate through that. In this episode, we're going to break down implant illness and explant surgeries with holistic beauty coach Amanda Porta, who herself, survivor of breast implant illness, healed herself and is now an advocate and educator in Beverly Hills for women who are going through their own explant journeys. We welcome Amanda Porta. Welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Hello. How are you? Aloha. Aloha. I am fabulous today. You look fabulous. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. I'm really happy to be here. How are you doing? How is it getting here? Oh, it's great. I'm in alignment. And whenever I put on, I put on Bobby Brown, Don't Be Cruel. It aligns me. So that's what we did on the way. Yeah, we talked about the 80s, 90s. Oh, girl. I mean, we're not done. (laughs) We love it. (laughs) Keith Sweat. Sade. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. so many good things. (laughs) So, Amanda, tell us a little bit of story about yourself. I mean, what brought you as a holistic beauty coach? You know, looking back on my life, I had always been really natural. My mother was really natural. We spent weekends at our place in Santa Cruz on the beach. I still wear the same lotion that I wore back then, coconut lotion. Um, And my mom's very natural, very into supplementation and healthy eating. My father was actually a Western medicine doctor. And so I don't even think at that age I would have been thinking of cosmetic surgery or anything like that. Um, But I had a breast deformity. It's a 
constricted lower poles, so the breasts never fully develop. And while others may not have noticed, it bothered me. So when I was in my 20s, I decided to look into getting a surgery to correct it. But I had so little breast tissue that there's really nothing that they could do. Mm. So then they suggest, why don't we put breast implants in? And so many of my friends had them at the time and seemed to like them. I wasn't crazy about the idea, but, you know, at that age, you want to kind of be like everyone else. And that was right around probably like the Baywatch time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so I did it reluctantly. So is this the point that you believe that there was something imperfect? Did you think of it like that? I definitely felt, I think, the pressure to feel like all the other girls. You know, they had breasts, my friends, and I didn't. I mean, I'm a dancer, as we've discussed, a ballerina by training. And so I've always been very tiny and thin. You know, generally, dancers don't have large breasts. So, you know, that wasn't anything from there that I felt the pressure to do. I just felt the pressure of wanting to be like everyone else. And then we have this Pamela Anderson show, Baywatch, and and everyone was kind of into that then. I think I was a little booby obsessed with rollerblading and seeing big boobs go down the boardwalk. And I'd be like, I would say to my now ex-husband, wow, look at those boobs. Wow, look at those boobs. Right. I was obsessed with boobs. Yeah. You know, one of my best friends was on that show. She was my best friend for 20 years. We're not friends anymore at this point. It's unfortunate. But she, you know, I... I hung around people that had all boobs and I did not. I was a little chubbier then, I think, so maybe they were bigger, but I just never did it, but I was obsessed with it mm-hmm. and I wanted to. Sure. So did you have any other surgeries after? I never did. Just the one no. surgery? No, I mean, I did Botox for 20 years. But one no. breast implant, that was it? Oh, I'm sorry. So I got my first set of saline in 2003, got something called capsular contracture within the first year. Mm. And so sometimes it necessitates replacing them. So I had them replaced with the silicone implants introduced back to the market after having been banned for 10 years. And they promised me that these were new and improved and I would be part of a study, which of course there was no study. I never was followed up on. And within nine months, I started having hormonal issues. From saline to silicone? Yes. Okay. Okay. But I see this in patients now with both types. You know, the shell of an implant is made of silicone and the same chemicals, heavy metals are in both saline and silicone. It's just the inside contents that are different. So the very thing you did to fix what you perceive to be an imperfection caused illness. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And you know, I look at the entire situation as my life's purpose. It all happened for a reason. Everything from having the physical thing that needed to have the implants to then I started working in the industry because I wanted other women to feel great. And so then I had all that experience and then having to go through seven and a half years of illness. So I could really relate to what these women are going through now. Well, here's the thing, though. You did not know the illness was caused from the implants at all. So how did you, I mean, nobody knows. Nobody figures this out. I think that's what you're doing now, right? Right. And I think the fact that I work in the industry, it took even longer maybe than it would have. I mean, you have to remember, too, nobody was talking about this. And women 
were so sick, you know, 30 years ago, there was a huge Dow Corning lawsuit, but they kind of rectified that, brought out the new right. silicone implants, swept it under the rug. Um, but so I see it a lot with nurses as well now because our colleagues say, oh, there's no illness connected to breast implants. So mm. you believe your peers. And so you don't look into that. So I was looking at everything else, my thyroid, et cetera, et cetera. But I had 40 symptoms. Wow. And there's a lot, there's a whole list of symptoms you can go through. Just so you know, I don't know if you know this about me. Mm -hmm. I had my implants removed three and a half years ago. That was going to be my next question. Not because <laughs> of illness. I had the saline to begin with back in the early, uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to say 2000. And then saline because the silicone were not safe at the time and they were pulled off the market. And I was a mom and my daughter had sucked the life out of me. And I had great boobs before, but I was like obsessed with the big boob thing. And my milk came in and I had a double D and I was like, I want these all the time. So I did that, <laughs> but I didn't go that big. I had a fabulous doctor in Newport. They were great. The saline were great. I don't know why I wanted to change them to silicone. They were starting to get like where you hug and you could bounce off of each other. Right. So I just wanted to change them and they were saying now the silicone was safe. So cut two, I go to a new doctor in Beverly Hills who takes out the old ones, puts in bigger ones. So now I'm at 475 cc's, which is very big. Anyway, one gets encapsulated and one's like sitting up here mm -hmm. and the other one's, you know, normal. No one knows but me, but I cannot get in a size four or six anything because right. the top is so big. And then when you get older, it's not cute. It's not cute. So are you like natural a, right now? No, I'm natural. The, these They're are gone. All natural? They're all natural. Nice. I have a little bit of a pattern. Did they bronze. like tuck it up? And I had enough breast and tissue stuff? and I had a, a really good tissue that they sewed the existing tissue into place, so I didn't even have to inject fat. You know, I miss a little bit of the oomph on the top, yeah. but I don't care. And, you know, I was married. Everyone said, you did it because you were married. No, that's not at all. Right. Screw him if he would have had an issue with it. Plus, he's an ass man. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's not about that. And I had body dysmorphia afterwards. I had a little bit of like, I don't like this. It's too mm -hmm. in a dress. I don't have the oomph anymore. And then I just, you know, I went, I love myself too much to give a shit about the, yeah, any of this stuff. You embraced it. Yeah. When did no, you I, have yours removed? Three and a half years ago. And oh, mine was four years ago. Yeah. yeah. Just a little over four. And you know, it's interesting because I had so little tissue because it, that was the part of it. Like it couldn't push out yeah. when I was developing. And so when he took them out, he said, I think you're going to have a C cup. And I said, wait, what? I barely had an A when I started Oh, because we get more tissue as yeah. we get older. Some of us do. And so okay. I had enough to reconstruct my breasts, do a lift. You can't really even tell that I had implants. They're the best they've ever looked. So it didn't matter though. I mean, to be honest, I was so sick. I didn't care what it was going to look like. I just wanted to feel better. 40 symptoms is a lot. And you know, with a lot of people, a lot of my girlfriends, it caused lupus, which you yes. probably know. Yes. I did not feel sick. But I knew when someone looked at me and said, you need to take those out, I was like, yeah, why do I have them? It was a different era. I don't need them anymore. Right. And I feel horrible when I hear how sick people get yeah. got and how sick you got. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
So being on this show, unapologetically fab, <laughs> yes. do you feel, do you feel that this made you unapologetically fab? Do you feel that you're that? I'm just speaking my truth. This is what happened to me. I know that it's very controversial. I've been shadow banned for the last three and a half years on social media. They don't want the story getting out, but this is my personal experience and I'm going to talk about it. And this is what makes you absolutely unapologetically fab right now. Mm -hmm. We are owning, we are being our true authentic selves. So I think that is the whole purpose. That's why we wanted to have you here. Yeah. That's why we want to share with everybody, you know, stories of even if you're feeling something like maybe this could help somebody maybe you know my god how many people have come to you and i mean not you can't even not. i've lost count i'm an advocate as well as having my social media platform and still working in an office where we are largely explanting patients so yeah so many i mean i must get 20 or more calls a week what are the ways in which your flaws make you uniquely fabulous well you know it's so funny that i work in plastic surgery I mean, I love scars, for instance, and I didn't even use any scar cream after my surgery because I thought, I want to see something. These are, right, a sh shows a testament of what I've been through. That's a great idea for a book, by the way. Yeah. A book of scars. Oh, that's there a nice one. Yeah. Well, like my main photo on my social media account, you see them. I yeah. never try to cover great them photo. up because I just think that's a testament to what I've been through. It's so interesting because my scars really messed me up because I never had scars before. I mean, I have scars, but they've all kind of faded away. And these were the most obvious scars I've ever had. So I love that you embrace them. It's going to help me embrace them. Well, I can say this, you know, so many women, and it breaks my heart, come in and say, well, I'm so sick. And you can tell mm -hmm. they have a majority of the symptoms, but I'm not going to do this because I don't want to see any scars. And that just breaks mm. my heart because trust me, when you get sick enough, you don't care what anything's going to look like. You know, it's funny that you say that actually, because I have like stretch marks still. Mm -hmm. And I am definitely, I've been so self-conscious of that forever. And then I think just until recently, you know, I'm wearing half shirts now, you know, I'm a hundred years old. Um, and I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing these half shirts, right? And these, and you look well, amazing. when I met you, I was wearing that yes. small little shirt. You look amazing. And I'm like, you know what? I am owning this. Okay. I am owning, I, I had a beautiful child, one child. And you know what? That was my character. That's, you know, I just feel it's our duty to the younger generations. And mm -hmm. I'm going to be speaking out much more to younger women. Um, in fact, with one of my girlfriends who was a supermodel, still is. And I think it's important that we keep talking about this because the pressure that they must feel and then you add in the filters and all of this. I can't stand filters on social media. I'm sorry. I just... I mean, I use them sometimes. I just sometimes... I, I get don't it. need to. That doesn't make you unapologetic. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> I hate filters because everyone knows. Exactly. I'm like, just take the freaking picture. Yeah. And I don't care what I look like. Yeah. And then I have girlfriends. God bless them. I love you all. Right. But that do these filters. And if, if I had to be on some kind of app, yeah, that would not be who you would see when you were meeting me. I want, I, I'm so unapologetic. Like what you see is what you get. If you don't right. like it, bye. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And like I said, I, I gave up the Botox. I gave it all up Not and I took my implants out. That's okay. <laughs> hey, you know, we all have to make the best decisions for ourselves. No judgment at all. But you're beautiful. I mean, inside and, and so out. are you. Thank you. I mean, I think that's what we also, we want to express here is, you know, 
being beautiful, staying true, Mm -hmm. trying to be natural. This whole looking like, I don't want to say their names because I'm not even putting them down. I love their show and everything, but like, it's weird that everybody looks like that. Well, and this is why I'm trying to promote holistic beauty in Beverly Hills. And I've actually been trying since 2012. The world just wasn't ready for it yet. Because if we're in Beverly Hills, the cosmetic beauty capital of the world, why are we not celebrating ethnic beauty, holistic beauty? Why is it just this one beauty? Why is it doesn't make sense to me? So unless if we're going to be in some place like this, we need to celebrate all types of beauty. Absolutely. What in the holistic beauty field that you're Mm -hmm. in, what's a a procedure or or something you would recommend to someone with fair, dry skin? Oh, that's a great question. I'm I'm your typical fair, dry skin girl. Well, I started using a a tool called the gua sha Mm -hmm. to stimulate your lymph in your face and using oil with it. I love that. And you know, uh, my, my skin, skin drinks oil. I know. Loves it. Oh no, I'm going to send it to you. The what exactly oh, what so to order? Funny. You'll love it. And I just had what's called a buckle facial yesterday. Um, it's amazing. She actually puts gloves on and gets inside your cheeks. It is so painful if you haven't done it in a while. Like I hadn't done it's like it. Like a in lymphatic few months. massage in, exactly. on the inside of the face. Exactly. I've had that before. And it's great for relieving tension, which releases any trapped emotions, but also like alleviates the need for fillers mm. and Botox. I need so, this. I need this. I've never let's done do it a together. Lymph, whatever let's, drainage. I've, I'll I, take you. I don't let's even do go get facial. facial. Yeah. Let's do that. Yes. A menage a trois facial. It's right down the street from our favorite sushi restaurant too. Oh, let's, is it? We'll sushi and facial. <laughs> That's right. I'm in. I'm let's in. Let's do it. I'm in. Let's I'm in. Do let's do this. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I would love to go do this. Um, I've never done any of this. I'm, I'm the most ungirly, no facials. I told you I use bar soap <laughs> on my face. God. Oh, let's let's stop that, please. <laughs> Even I have to stop you right there. <laughs> that is not an apologetically like fab. Products, no, but I'm like, no. just no. So you don't have to go expensive. It doesn't have not to be at all. pricey either no. to take care of your skin. No, not at all. I, I could put Aquaphor on my face and my face will be like... It's just, I yeah, just drinks I'm it a out. Hawaiian. I straight up am a coconut. I have yeah. coconut. Ooh. I use coconut all well, over. I love that. And shea butter. I love that. So that's all I actually really use. Coconut's good for a lot of things. So we're wrapping up. Uh, I have a question though. Let's go to what does gratitude mean to you? So much more since I got better. I can't even tell you. I don't think I ever really stopped to think about it before. And I am so grateful to be alive and so grateful to be helping all of these beautiful women that it just, it's what gets me going every morning. So, so appreciative of it all. Amazing. Anything else you would like to say or share or... No, I just, I just also want to really make it clear that, and we touched on this a little bit, I'm not anti-plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. I am pro everyone, your body, your choice, make decisions for yourself. I am not trying to ruin anybody's livelihoods. I am not trying to get breast implants off the market. I am just sharing my story because I felt like going through this, if I didn't, knowing what I know from my experience and being in the industry, well, I just wouldn't be able to live with myself. We have talked about this and and that's really what living unapologetically and living by design is, is that you get to do you and you're not taking away from others. You're just telling your story, which helps so many other people to make a decision one way or the other, or to reach out to you and ask questions. And that's what's so fab. Well, thank you. I really want to thank you. (laughs) 
Thank you for both. Thank you for coming today. Two lovely, strong, beautiful women. Very nice to yes, meet you. Yes, very much mahalo for being here today. I, I love you. We now have another lifer on our hands. Yes. We're, we're about to change the world here. Yes, we are. Um, the divine feminine. The divine. <laughs> Well, you know, I'd just love for everybody to know how we can reach you, how we can find you, maybe your social media outlets you could share with everybody. Yes, uh, The Holistic Beauty Coach on Instagram. And I also work with Dr. Kevin Brenner in Beverly Hills, kevinbrennermd.com. You know, how did you end up getting to work with him? Was he an explant doctor? It's interesting. He had been seeing patients who he was explanting at the time I found him. I had gone to three consultations first with three huge breast surgeons in Beverly Hills, where, right, I think that we should all be educated on all aspects of surgery. And they all said to me that this was not real, that these women were all liars, and that they would not take my implants out because I wasn't going to be happy with the way they looked. So I went home that day and I just, I said to one of them before I left, I said, you let me worry about what it's going to look like because I can't feel like this anymore. And I went home and I prayed and two days later, I Googled one more time, Beverly Hills Explant and Dr. Kevin Brenner popped up and I looked at it as a sign. So I went in for the consultation and to my surprise, he said, I think it's time we take these out and leave them out. And I said, I couldn't agree more. And, and I then, did it three weeks later. And then, yeah, I, I never planned on working with him. Um, I didn't know what I was going to do because I wasn't going to work in an office with anyone who sold breast implants until we figured out what was going on. And about six months later, I had sent him several patients and he said, would you like to handhold these patients through their journey? And I said, I would love that. And I've become a patient advocate now. And he's an advocate as well. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. Our whole staff is so amazing. We've been doing three to four surgeries a week for and the last four years. How many years now? Three and a half years. With him? Yeah, so, almost four. But he doesn't do implants anymore. He does he? not oh, do implants See, I have not met a doctor that does that yet. <laughs> there aren't too many. Thank you so much. We're going to wrap up now, and we appreciate you being here. We're going to see her a few times during these series of our Unapologetically Fab. Stay tuned on the next episode of UF with the First Lady of Motown. From the first group signed to Motown, Smokey Robinson and the Miracles, Claudette Robinson. And before I end, I always like to end with a quote. Faults in a person or thing, everyone has them, and it's what makes you unique to yourself. So let's stop trying to fix and deny them, but to learn to embrace them and love ourselves deeper. Thank you for listening to us today. You've been listening to Unapologetically Fab, a production of Electrocast Media. I'm your host and producer, Stephanie Bakwaan. And I'm Eden Alpert, co-host and producer. Our executive producers are Mark Netter and Peter Rafelson. And our sound engineer is Chris Sousa. If you like our show, which I hope you do, please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric House Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen.